And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Chris Lehman welcoming you into another episode of our Open Mic podcast here on Wolf Bites Radio. Today, I'm joined by Stephen and Jay of the Dutch DJ duo, The Hymn. Stephen, I'll start with you. How are things going? Very good, man. How's, uh, how's life for you uh, in this uh, weird time? Oh, oh, it's weird for sure right now. that They're starting to uh, look at making people wear masks uh, when they go out in public. So it's, yeah. it's definitely... Definitely weird right now. How how's it going over there in, in the Netherlands? The same here in the Netherlands, man. Like from the first of May, uh, you're you're obligated to wear masks um, in in all public transport. Um, so I think yeah, I think I think it's it's all right, man. It's uh, I, I to to be honest, I need to use the public transport like once times a week, and, and I, I forget every time a freaking mask because I'm not used to it. So I need to buy every week a mask, but it's fine. <laughs> All right, well, we got Jay here as well. Jay, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We've uh, been doing a, a lot of work from home kind of stuff lately. Uh, I'm sure you guys are, are probably in the same boat there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming, uh, you know, from, from talking to you guys a little bit earlier, it sounds like you guys are apart right now. Is, is that right? No. 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 We are no, actually no. neighbors, which is pretty funny. Um, our, our girlfriends... Like Stephen's girlfriend was just at the door to take my uh, girlfriend outside for a little walk right now, so that's pretty, pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool that you guys are neighbors, and I guess if they're going out, are they starting to, to open stuff up? They're kind of slowly doing that around here. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, like um, they they doing it like really slow. Um, like they they starting now uh, with um, I think restaurants and, uh, and and other public areas that you can uh, um, be together with like thirty persons. Like uh, cinemas and that uh, that kind of uh, stuff, uh, and then from the first of July they uh, open up for like 100 uh, people, and then they will see how it goes from there. So, uh, what's quarantine life kind of been like for for you guys? And I guess I'll, I'll turn this one kind of to you, Jay. Uh, I know you guys can't really tour right now, obviously. So, so what are you guys up to? Well, funny enough, like I I just stopped touring uh, like from November, so I think like Stephen is feeling this the most of us both. But I do have to say that it's just weird, man, like because our music is made for festivals and, and like for clubs and stuff. And it, it like sometimes even makes you wonder, like, oh, you know, do we want to do this type of record right now because we cannot play it in the clubs, you know, like that. It's just a, it's a weird process. Um, but I mean, first and foremost, I'm happy, like, you know, we're healthy. And, and I think for Steven, that's the same thing and like at least we can still make music and and keep kind of going so yeah that's the most important thing so i guess i'll I'll turn it over to you real quick steven to expand on that a little bit how's it been you know since you can't get out on the road and tour um well yeah i hate it because i i miss touring i miss uh seeing the fans uh miss the club life miss the festival life um but um, like we are doing now every Friday live stream on Instagram uh, and like a lot of people uh, like it a lot so uh, you see like a lot of people coming back every week so that's a lot of fun um, and uh, we got asked by a lot of festivals big YouTube channels now to do live streams um, so like it's weird to uh, to have no audience um, but yeah I get used to it finally a little bit it's, it's weird but I try to bring the energy over to yeah, wherever uh, the other uh, the other people are. 
All right, well, I want to talk a little bit about, as we kind of back it up a little bit, just where everything started for the two of you. So I'll start with you, Jay. Uh, where did kind of the passion for music come for you, and when did you, you start getting into music? So I, for me, it's been kind of around all my life. My dad was like a modern classical composer, so I was like, when, I think probably when I was like four or something, they gave me piano lessons, and I really wanted to play the violin, so I played some violin when I was little. Um, but then kind of like at the end of high school, when I started, started to go like to college and stuff, I got more into DJing and electronic music making. Um, so that just like, yeah, led to a lot of experimenting and, and making more electronic music. Then I went to music school for a bit as well in Rotterdam, which was pretty fun. And yeah, I just, when I was growing up, I never thought I'd be making like a living out of out of music or doing this full time. But like things just kind of unfolded from that. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that kind of leads me into the, the next question I had for, for both of you. Uh, did you ever expect or, or when did you kind of realize yeah, this was something you were going to be able to do as a career? Or was that something that was kind of always on your mind? Absolutely not, man. Absolutely not. No, I kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I. After I was done with high school, I studied uh, like artificial intelligence, like some computer science stuff. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do that. And then funny enough, it was kind of like I went to uh, to the States with my parents for a summer vacation one time. And I was reading some books and I, I was reading this book, I think, like it was called Talent is Overrated. And that was a, about like when the whole 10,000 hour research started coming up. I don't know if you kind of remember that. Right now, that's kind of a normal thing. You know, people say, oh, yeah. you spent 10,000 hours on something. But when I was in high school, I don't know, nobody talked about that. Nobody was thinking about that. So then I was just, I started thinking, you know, well, if I can spend 10,000 hours on anything I like, what would I do? And I just thought that I'm going to make music. So that's that's kind of what was the turning point for me. But like up to that, I always thought like, oh, I don't want to be like a broke musician. Like, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and, and what about you, Stephen? How did it all kind of come together for you? Um, yeah, it started a little bit later. Like uh, when I was 16, I went to like a lot of um, uh, hardstyle and hardcore parties here in the Netherlands. And uh, but I my but my biggest love was like trend music, like Chesto, Armour van Buren. Um, so um, I bought two like uh, vinyl um, uh, like techniques, uh, vinyl tables. Um, what do you call it again, Jane, in, uh, in English? Yeah, just turntables. 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 Yes, it's that easy. Um, and um, and I, I think like after a year or something, I thought like, okay, how can I improve this? And bought uh, bought like a, a producer uh, computer and start uh, started producing. So, but like what Jay is saying, like I did it for like 10 years after, like for a hobby, you know, like it, the chance that it will work out is not that big because like a lot of people want to play like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, in Barcelona or Ajax or something. Uh, but like, uh, like a very few people can make a living out of it, so. So let's uh, let's talk about how you two got started specifically. As I understand it, kind of started with the a remix contest for a, a Tiesto song yeah. for the two of you. So how did that all come together? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like uh, in the uh, when Jay and I just start, uh, started, uh, I think uh, started out to work together. Uh, uh, we decided to make like once a month uh, a bootleg. Uh, or a remix, um, and uh, on Beatport you had like a lot of uh, remix competitions going on. So we saw that Chesto uh, was having a remix competition only, um, and that time we thought like, okay, maybe we should focus a little bit on more the deep house kind of stuff. Um, and we got second in the end. So that was for us like, from oh, okay, 
or they like it. So our sound is maybe maybe we can do more in that. And uh, we want I think a PC or a laptop or something, Jay. Yeah, yeah, we want a laptop, and then like I think you sold it on like. Some, some <laughs> but it was kind of because we were ma- like we were just making music for fun and kind of set ourselves the deadline of okay we'll do a remix but it has to be done within 24 hours so we'd start in the morning like make the whole thing and basically mix and master everything within that, that the 24 hours um and like winning that competition was kind of the first acknowledgement of like oh maybe we can do something with this crazy project you know like let's let's try it and Jay, you, you bring up remixes there, and that's uh, another question I had for you guys because the two you do, you know, a, a healthy uh, variety of remixes and original songs. So, what's kind of the big difference between doing a remix versus a, an original? You know, what what's kind of funny is that our process in making music is really remixing oriented. So, like a lot of times, we'll get send the vocal and work on that. Um, nowadays, we also do a lot of sessions where we go in with songwriters and write the song, which I also really like because it, yeah, it gives you way more control in a way. Um, but I think the difference, uh, the, dif- the biggest difference is that a remix has to be done at the end of the week, which can be amazing because it never has me questioning whether it's going to happen or not. Whereas with our own originals, you know, you might work on a couple of ones, like you might work on four songs and only one will see the light of day. With a remix, there's this pressure of the deadline that just makes you go through the process and finish it. I don't think I've ever not finished a remix. No, no, you did. No, no. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever canceled anything? No, never. No, when we when we say we, we, we did it, uh, you made the remix, yeah. There's been tough ones. There's definitely been tough ones where it was, oh my God, I'm not sure this is going to happen. But like with, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference, funny enough. So I I guess it's just kind of a a time crunch thing then. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that that makes the whole creative process different, you know, like because you're not, there's no, not so much second guessing. It's just go. Yeah. And and I'll direct this next question towards uh, you, Stephen. It kind of, Seems like at least you guys really rose up pretty quickly together. You're already almost at two million uh, monthly listeners on Spotify, which is a pretty huge number to hit. So, you know, how has it felt going through this process? I don't. I, I, to be honest, like if I, I if I look back, I don't think it was like really quick. I think because like before we started, uh, like we did for a year remixes and bootlegs. And like we got picked up by like the chain smokers, Chesto, but like not like the, the 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 industry knew us. And then after a year, we released. I think that was sec- uh, our second year of the hymn. We released at the end of second year. We released feels like home, and then things started to to grow. And I think I think at the end of the third year, there was something like really going on, and the touring got kicked off. But that was still three years. So I, for me, it was not. I think what Steven is trying to say is that like from outside it might always look like that it's gone really fast and it probably is still going really fast but like because we're on this constantly you know like you're walking every mile like you're constantly working on this project uh, it just it it can't ever go fast enough but like if you look at it from the outside yeah it's crazy how fast we've grown so I guess it's kind of like sustained speed versus acceleration exactly yeah and so the, another question I, I kind of wanted to throw at you too here uh, was uh, about the name of the hymn. Uh, where did where did that come from? So the the whole thing was in the beginning just us 
making bootlegs. I think the first ever bootleg we did was of like Daft Punk, Harder, Faster, Stronger. It's probably still somewhere out there on YouTube. And we just had it done and we were like, we have to put this online, we need a name. And um, I'd always kind of liked when artists, and the, I don't know if you know, for example, the Thin White Duke, which is Stuart Price is another producer. Like he, he was a bit, a bit bigger a couple of years back, but he basically took his name from a, I think a David Bowie song or something. And I thought that's so cool to take like a name from a song. So what we were doing is like taking um, all sorts of albums from, uh, from Wikipedia and getting song names from them and just to get some inspiration. And one of those song names was the hymn by new order from like a 1978 album. We have it now in the studio, actually. We got it from someone as a present. Um, and yeah, we just put that on a list with a whole bunch of other stupid names. And the next day we're just like, ah, oh, it sounds kind of cool, you know? Like it's, it's a bit mysterious. It's not completely clear what it is. So we just picked it. We thought it was super simple. We thought in every club you can be shouting, oh, what's your name? It's the hymn. But everybody always thinks it's like the hymn with MN or uh, like, yeah. You're never quite uh, super simple with the name, but yeah, I don't know. We like it. So I also want to talk a little bit about you know the the originals that you've done, particularly you know some of the ones that, that we've been playing on our station recently, like Tragic and Hurt So Good, but also one of my favorites uh, of all of your songs from a few years ago, Always. Uh, so do you guys have any particular uh, songs that are, are your favorites? Yeah, I, I to be honest, we uh, we did a uh, making off. Uh, on Monday, yeah, on Monday, uh, nothing on us, uh, because like the, we were involved from start till end, and I think uh, we met three great people in LA, we had a great writing session, uh, Jay made a, a freaking awesome record, I don't know, and like when we play it live, uh, like a lot of people know it and chanting it when we play it live, so uh, that's, that's lovely. It's four in the morning, we've been going all night, and we both had a little too much. They say we don't got the money, and we're wasting our time, but we know that our love is enough. They try to break us, but we're too thick. And they throw in pebbles, but they're useless, useless. Can't cure our love like this, we're too sick. They're jealous of all that we got Cause they got nothing on us I love Nothing On Us as well. I also really love Always. I love Always for many reasons. First of all, because it's such a, like the song is so great. And I still, I remember making that because I think we were in London at the time doing sessions. And I think yeah. these rappers that we were in with, we also did White Lies with them. And, and we worked on some other stuff as well. I think they were like, yeah, we still have this this uh, vocal. Maybe you guys want to work on that. I think we literally did that in like a morning or something. Remember we were running wrong, never even felt like we were wrong. Using friends as alibis, no one ever knew just where we're going Broken down in bathrooms, listening to brand new Thought you'd never let me go And I'll be just too late Too late Always kiss me like it's always Take my hand and fall in Like we did the old days, old days Tell me 
because yeah. I think it was made there. Maybe the sounds were changed after. Um, but then it was was done and they liked it. And what I particularly really love is that we've tried to do a lot of different genres. And out of all those genres, always is the furthest from our most known thing, like Deep House, that people still love and that works great in our live sets. Because like we yeah. set and people are always like, yeah, you know. So for me, always definitely has a special little place. Yeah. And, and for me, Always was one of those songs that just kind of fills you up inside. It makes you feel really good, and it was immediately one of my favorite songs. Are there any songs, you know, while you're making them that you kind of get that feeling like, this is a little bit different, this is going to be a really uh, good song? Uh, you never know what it's going to be, man. Uh, I got to say, like, when you're creating it, it's there comes this moment, you know, you, it's like when you're, cre when you create a drop that works, it's like that roller coaster, you know, you go up in the build and then you like, you fall down and hopefully you have that with every track you're working on you, but you never have any idea like what's going to happen in the outside world of it, man. We've tried to predict and we've always been wrong. So I tell you, yeah. we, when, when we make it, it's just for the love of it. And then we'll see what happens. And, and what about you, Steven? Are there any songs that you've really had a, a good feeling about while you guys are working on it? I will be, I will be honest to you, like Jace, the producer from it too. So I, I'm involved with like, um, we get like tons of top lines sent out to our email address. And I uh, I pick the ones that I think that we maybe can use. And, and Jay is always uh, taking like, hey, maybe we can work on this one or that one. And, and he is, uh, yeah, he's fully involved with uh, the creat creativity on the, on the music side. But have there been times where you thought like this song is going to be big or not and it was or it wasn't? Um, you, at, the, at the end of the process you do still weigh in and... Yeah, for sure, no, but like, no, but I, I agree with you, like, and I know when we released Nothing and Us and we didn't, yeah, we didn't know that it was so big as it is now, you know, you never know. Sometimes, like, feels, I must say, like, Feels Like Home. I think with that song, I had like, oh, yeah, but it was more that I, I, I loved it or something, but I didn't know that it was, that it could be that big. Time to pack my bags and leave. Finally, I feel the air I breathe in. I can say that I become a light of me. Well, in your lights, I'll always be. Oh, I don't know where I If we knew, yeah, then we could be really, really, really picky on what we, uh, yeah, like, well, we can do that or we can do that, and that will be a hit. Like, yeah. if, if my if, if my hearing is like that, I, yeah, I think we can earn like a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing that I wanted to, to touch on here and ask a couple questions about was kind of, you know, what's next for you guys? And I know Steven, you're kind of the big one when it comes to the touring. Yep. Uh, so do you know necessarily when the, the touring is going to start back up for you again? Yeah, they are talking now at the beginning of next year. But yeah, like you never know if they have tomorrow a new vaccine. Uh, how do you call it? Vaccine? Uh, I don't know. Vaccine? Yeah. I don't know. What do you call that? What's it called in English? Oh, uh, vaccine. 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 
Wow. Vaccine, yeah, yeah. So if they have a vaccine tomorrow, then probably touring will start uh, up uh, this year again. But I, I don't believe that uh, in that personally. Um, but like we have a lot of music coming up, man. Like this Friday, we have um, uh, we have a really cool song, uh, Babylonia. Uh, it's uh, it's a cover actually, uh, but we made a really really cool twist. Um, uh, at the end of July, we have a new song uh, called "Believe," uh, and from there we still need to check out what we're gonna release. So we might have a cool collab coming up soon with one of our fans. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really fun. Like, yeah, that's luck coming, man. Yeah. So Jay, I guess it's grinding out in the studio for you then. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's the grind. No, but I love that, man. I love being in the studio every day. And um, that's one of the reasons why we like, I also love touring, but that's kind of why we split up, you know, like the more time in the studio, the more music we have. So funny enough, um, this is this is already kind of part of our plan. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking some time today to, to talk to me. It was a, a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, same to you, man. Thank you so thanks, much. And Thank you for talking. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time and um, yeah, stay safe. That was Stephen and Jay of the Dutch DJ duo The Hymn.